Welcome to Writer's Block, a podcast focused on talking about new music and new music news. I'm Brendan Evadomsky, and on this episode, we're going to be talking to Marco Landa Verde about an article he wrote called A Conversation with Nainoth, about lo-fi indie artist Anthony Lewin, a 20-year-old college student who, as Marco writes, equipped with nothing more than an iPad Pro and a microphone, when shows you his world of granular synth, ear-catching melodies, and meandering vocals to create an environment that is as cozy as his own. Thanks for being on the show, Marco. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about this great article you wrote up. So my first question is like, how did you learn about Nainoth? So Nainoth was another artist on a label that I'm that I'm kind of signed to called Speed Demon Records. And basically they're a record label that's based out in Jacksonville, Florida. And I'm pretty sure I met one of the artists I think I met Shane Malone, who was like, who was like the uh, the head of the label, and I reached out to him, and then from there I got to meet a bunch of really fantastic artists like Nainoth, Shane, um, and among others, Pastel Palms, um, and it's just been a great experience. And I thought that, for me, I, I enjoy writing articles for the WPGU, like mostly about interviews, and I already had like friends from Florida that I could interview, so I just reached out to him. He already reached out to me earlier about, hey, I know you're doing articles for the for the radio station. Like, I would be so down to um, interview for you. And I said, yeah, that's great. I'll, I'll definitely hit you up when it's the right time. And so we put out a single a couple weeks back called St. Martha. And I thought, well, you know, it's the perfect time to get an interview in and promote his new single. So that's kind of how I got in contact with him. Yeah, it's really great, especially since we see like some of his tracks are like having those under a thousand listens, but he also has bigger tracks. I'm pretty sure like um, Mean Green Hills and other ones have got like 11,000 listens, more than that. So an up and coming artist. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you wrote a little there's a, record, a record label. I, Yeah, I did because there's one song that he has up called I Only Want You that has 11,772 streams. And it is... Um, it's a song that he put up on TikTok. He runs a TikTok, and mm-hmm. he put he put it as like background to one of his videos, and one of his videos got like like hundreds of thousands of hits. So that from there, people went to go stream that song, and it just goes to show how 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 well TikTok receives music. Anyway, but yeah, see, he definitely has um, a bunch of tracks under a thousand, but he has a lot of tracks that do really well, which is great to hear. No, oh, yeah, it's been, it's fantastic, especially as you're like seeing the connection between artists and their social medias, especially as artists are blowing up because of TikTok. It's really great to see that. So you talked a little bit with Anthony about stuff like his inspirations. You, you were going through some like musical, like his education and video games, How, like from conversation with him. What were you getting about what was really drawing him to music and what he was picking up to put in his music? <laughs> well, when I was interviewing him, he seemed like a super down to earth guy who, oh, my bad, one second. Um, Siri went off, sorry. Um, but yeah, when I was interviewing him, he, he came off as a very down to earth guy, just sort of like kind of a nerdy, geeky kid, which is great to hear because I'm the ex- I was the exact same way I grew up on. I loved retro games growing up and Mario and Sonic and all that. So. Uh, hearing that from him, I totally understood where he was coming from. Because you listen to some of his music and it has that that 8-bit vibe to it. And I thought it would be just, a, it would be a good piece to, because I, I noticed that a lot of people comment on the 
on the video game aspect of his music, especially when I wrote about it, people were, were replying to it saying, oh yeah, I can totally hear the Mario influence, or I can totally hear the Sonic influence. It totally feels like a video game. Um, in video game in a good way, it's not, you know, it doesn't sound like Wii Sports, but it sounds a lot like nostalgic retro video games. And I think that uh, it, it sort of adds to the, to the, the air of his, of his art because his art very much is indicative of his nostalgia of growing up and and this this i this these memories of simpler times and i got a lot of that when i was interviewing him he talked a lot about how he enjoyed video games and talking about growing up on sega genesis and this and the super nintendo he would play at his friend's house and he was like yeah it's just i'm he's like yeah i miss those times a lot because now of course he's in as you know, he's doing medical school. He's he's planning to pursue a medical degree in medical school, um, taking his MCATs, and it's all very stressful time. And I think his music just sort of encapsulates this nostalgic aspect of himself that I think is really important for him to express in the long term, especially with all the the the, the work he has to put in for his dreams. Um, but yeah. Yeah, you you definitely you write about how a lot of it is like him taking a lot of his artistic aspects and allowing like an escape through writing music, especially as like he's going through college. You're saying like there's a lot we all know there's like a lot of stress in social life and all of those different things that come together. And you write about how Anthony's like using that pretty much to take a break away from his work and express himself in a different way. How how are you getting that from him? Like that in the conversation that what as much as it is a break from his work. He's also putting a lot of work into being like a really fantastic, like you're saying, nostalgic in the way like he artists we're seeing it like our age have a lot of nostalgia toward uh, early internet, early video games, and those things seeping in different ways into the music. How are you seeing him balance the work of creating music with the work of school and it also being a passion project and escape for him? Right. I think it's a, that's an interesting question because I I, I believe that if he didn't have his work cut out for him with his social life, with school, with relationships, I think he, the music that he would be creating wouldn't be as genuine as it is. For example, St. Martha has such a, a simple and very groovy melody to it. Melody to it and the, he wanted to make a song that was simple because his life, he felt as if his life was so stressful and so complicated. And, there was feeling of lo- there was like a feeling of loneliness to him, and I feel like such a simple happy song wouldn't have been created because he created that song in spite of all you know, uh, in spite of a lot of the complexities of reality, and it just goes to show that although it's his escape, it's like I feel like the music wouldn't be as be the same kind of music had these certain adversities where if these adversities weren't present. So that's what I think. But overall, you know, he, he, he does a good job of balancing it, I think. He, he does good in school. He, he has his work cut out for him, but he, he finds, he, he lives a pretty balanced life from what I've talked to him. And he just seems like a great guy. And the music he creates is, is really genuine. And it just has that kind of like, it does feel a lot like his escapism, you know, and yeah. music is music is escapism for a lot of people, and that's one of the reasons why I resonated with his music a lot is because 
like not like not everyone not, not everyone really i guess like handles it as well as he does you know yeah because he, he takes part of that and then he reflects it back in his art like you you listen to that and you hear a lot of that i was i was thinking because i was one of those songs i mentioned mean green hills i was looking and there's like the original part is so much like that sonic level that it's referencing and then yeah. waypoint it like turns and slows it down and like you're you're trudging through it a little bit more yeah it's yeah. definitely a thing because you also write about how anthony like talks about like the music kind of being a reflection like a time capsule of his own life you talk mm -hmm. about how he's been making music for four years and i believe he's a junior um yes and you, like he's able to listen to, to the music that he made during his freshman year and see that reflection of his life then. And I think, are like, are you able to hear the different phases and moods of the artist's life in the art that he's making specifically? Oh, yeah, for sure. He, that's probably one of my favorite parts of the interview that I could have conducted because he discussed how he's been making music since he was a freshman in college or, or a senior in high school I can't remember which but he's been making music for quite some time now and like I said in the article he has four years of music to to look back and experience again and it resonated with me because I'm also I also write music and I've also been producing music for some time not as long as he has but I I do find myself going back to my old stuff and you know thinking back of what was going on at the time and a lot of the times the music the, the, the lyric lyrical content itself is not always necessarily uh, tied to exactly what was going on at the time, but you you kind of know what you're talking about, as as uh, I guess um, what is the word as I guess uh, however however well you attempt to to shoot to um, <laughs> however well you attempt to um, to mask the the real the, the reality that's intertwined within the song you yourself can always go back and listen to it and know exactly what you're talking about yeah and you can I you think, can write like a sad lyrically like or lyrically like a romantic song but the sound of it you can be like oh this is when i was feeling the sadness and that resonates with the listener right it resonates with the listener and for anthony i think it's it's been a good creating music it's been a great way for him to re-experience those memories and reflect. I think a lot of that, that's a lot of my own music as well, is like, you know, self-reflection, understanding where you are and like your emotions. And it's, it's just a great way to reflect and, and have like those moments of like, okay, this is where my life was at the time because those moments are really important. And I think that music has been a great way for him to do so. Um, like for, like for, for, uh, for St. Martha, it's a happy song, but he knows that it was created in response to a very sad moment in his life. And only he could really know that, you know? And I think that's very interesting. And I wanted to highlight that in the article as much as I could. Yeah, and I think definitely a lot of it, like like at the beginning, I mentioned that uh, Wynn is one of those people he's like using, I think you write about how he's just like iPad Pro and GarageBand. There's mm -hmm. um, this feeling of artists, specifically nowadays, especially in genres like bedroom pop and lo-fi indie music, they're really spiking now. 
Um, how are you feeling about like the ability of artists to create music on such budgetary and productional limits, as well as getting it like heard? You were mentioning TikTok, as well as just putting up some music on Spotify. Yeah, I mean, it's I think Spotify has something like sixty thousand songs up uploaded every single day, which is insane considering that before to get your music published you would need to be under a label you need to be playing shows you would need to be scouted there would be some sort of like professional demand for you in order for you to even get your music in the studio and nowadays it's just so easy to to learn how to produce music from your bedroom and Nainath is the perfect testament to that I believe because he was inspired a lot of his inspirations were um we're, we're doing bedroom music way before bedroom music was even popular. So, you know, like, I think it's really good for the industry. It shows that, you know, we don't need record labels. We don't need, you know, executives telling us how to create the music. And we don't need to feel like we need to step out. Because a lot of the music written is in our bedroom, right? I think, I think universally, we all write music in, in, a, in the comfort of a certain place at a certain time in a moment that is um, sort of intimate. And to be able to also create in that very same environment in which it was written, I think the expression of that can be completely different and more genuine. Um, one of my favorite artists of all time is this artist called Daniel Johnston. And he was writing music and creating DIY albums before a lot of people were. And, and, and he, he got, he, he, um, he grew and he grew in, uh, let me reflect, let me repeat that. And his fan base grew from how genuine the music was. And today, a lot of people respect Daniel Johnson as one of the greatest. And he, I look to him whenever I'm like writing music and, and producing music, as I think about how how genuine the artistry of Daniel Johnston was, and artists like Nainoth and other bedroom pop artists, um, not necessarily stylistically, but I feel like the the method at which they go about creating music and the environment they put themselves in is is similar in the sense that they feel comfortable in where they're producing, um, because before it was it, it and I've been to like studios before. And it's not always as as comfortable or as it's a little daunting at times. And creating in the bedroom is just a lot more, I feel like you, you feel like you're willing to put yourself out there a little more. And yeah, and I think that creating music for Anthony and putting out music and being able to get people's feedback and being able to build this whole community around his music he wouldn't be able to really do that. And he wouldn't really be able to put his music out on Spotify and get people to listen to it uh, easily if it weren't for um, online distributors and the, this whole push for independent, independent releases. So I think it's a great thing. Again, like, um, yeah, I just think it's great. I think it's amazing. Yeah, it, I mean, it's definitely the thing that we're talking about where it's like with Daniel Johnson, for it was like cool pick up a guitar and you can make your own music and nowadays it's like you don't even need the guitar you can go to your computer and just start making music exactly yeah feel free 
um, to check out Marco's articles on the WPGU website, WPGU.com. Marco, do you want to plug anything with your music or anything along those lines? Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and replug Anthony's music. His, his artist name is Naynoth, N-A-Y-N-O-T-H. You can check him out on Spotify. He's, he's a great dude and he really enjoys music. You can also check out my music as well. Uh, my music's Ocean Child, and you can check it out on Spotify, Apple Music, and whatever. I make more like indie rock stuff, so yeah. yeah definitely go check both out because it's just great up-and-coming artists and great artists who are already making stuff that's out there, and it's fantastic. Thank you so much for being on the show, Marco. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's going to be it for Writer's Block. Thank you so much for listening. And whether it's new or old, we review it all.